Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Steve Miller is back keeping watch and finding hope. And a little later, Josh Davis will search for the supposed lost tribes of Israel in today's moment of prophecy. As we begin our time together today, I want to remind you that we are here for you. We have folks ready to pray with you, whether by phone or through our special email address. 1-800-652-1144 is the number to call with your prayer needs. Or you can use prayer at swrc.com. That's prayer at swrc.com. We truly believe that prayer changes things, and we are here for you, ready to pray with you. Friends, Watchman on the Wall is heard on almost 700 radio signals across America, as well as OnePlace.com and as a daily podcast. Take Watchman on the Wall with you by downloading our free mobile app. Visit your app store and type the letters SWRC in the search bar. The SWRC mobile app has hundreds of archived programs as well as the latest program available for you. The SWRC mobile app. Download it today. Now, here's our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino. Thank you, friends, for being with us. We're going to continue our discussion with Steve Miller. He is the author of the book, One Day Nearer. It is a devotional book with 365 readings, each one based on Bible prophecy. Steve, thank you so much for, for being with us once again. It's great to be here again. Thank you so much for the invitation. Well, Steve, in the book, you say that to study Bible prophecy is to study God himself. I think I know what you mean, but I'd love to hear you explain it to our audience. Well, it's amazing. As you read Bible prophecy, if you just ask yourself, what can I learn about God from this prophecy? Prophecy is filled with information about God. For example, we can see uh, that he is sovereign. When we see how he orchestrates all things, he plans all things in advance. He knows what will happen. He is the one who raises up kings and brings them down, according to Daniel 2.21. He is the one who knows in advance all the future kingdoms of this world and how they will end, as we see in the book of Daniel, in, uh, Daniel chapter 2, where we have the Babylonian kingdom, the Medio persian kingdom, the Greek kingdom, the Roman Empire, and then the final world empire, which will be destroyed when Christ returns and Christ sets up his millennial kingdom, all of that shows us that God is sovereign. And then also, he is faithful. In Bible prophecy, God talks about how he gave the land to the people of Israel forever. It's an inheritance forever. Amen. And he repeats that promise, not just to Abraham, but he repeats it to Isaac, to Jacob, and to Moses. And he keeps repeating it. And several hundred years later, the prophet Jeremiah says, the land is an inheritance for you forever in Jeremiah 7.7. 7. And so God is a faithful God. He honors his promises. And to think that if he honors his promise about the land to Israel, imagine him honoring all the promises he has made to us as Christians. And we can tell from prophecy that God is loving. The very fact that when Adam and Eve sinned, the very first thing God did was bring a prophecy to them, Amen. saying that, Satan would be defeated someday by Christ. He didn't give all the details, but it was the first glimpse into God having a rescue plan for mankind and saving them. 
And through Bible prophecy, we learn that God is just, that all our enemies will be taken care of someday. He says, vengeance in mine. He will bring justice. He will punish the evil and the wicked. We don't need to worry about those things. So there's a lot of information we learn about God as we study Bible prophecy. Yes, that's so true. And one of the things that I personally had happen in my life when I moved from partial preterism to futurism is that the study of prophecy got me into so many portions of the Bible that I normally neglected, like Revelation, Ezekiel, the prophecies of Daniel. I mean, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. (laughs) That includes the book of of Revelation. So uh, we learn so much about God. We learn so much about the Bible, and we get into the Bible, some of these amazing prophecies. And I think if we have a, a prophetic outlook, we see the signs of the times around us everywhere. Now, of course, when when I was a partial preterist, there were no such things as signs of the times. But, but, but as I look at at what's happening in our world today and how it lines up with the Bible, I see the signs of the times. And by the way, I think that's a wonderful way of, of witnessing to people. Say, do you see what's happening today? Do you know about this war? Do you know about technology? And uh, I say, do you know that that's in the Bible? And I take them to uh, Revelation chapter 13 about the mark of the beast. I said, that was never possible until technology came around. So it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to, to witness and to use Bible prophecy as a, as a way of witnessing to people. And I found, you know, there's a recent Pew survey that's found that 40% of Americans believe that we're living in the end times. Can you imagine? Even atheists believe that we're living in the end times. So I, I think to, to know prophecy, to understand the signs of the times, wow, what a tremendous way of stoking the furnace of evangelism. And that's really what we should do. What do you think about prophecy and evangelism? How do you, uh, I know you have a heart for the lost. What about uh, Bible prophecy, signs of the times, Revelation 13, the mark of the beast? How do you apply that in, in your witness to other people? Pastor Larry, I completely agree with you. I think Bible prophecy can be a fabulous evangelistic tool, especially with people wondering what is going on in our world today. Right. You know, supposedly we're supposed to be becoming more enlightened and making progress, and society is supposed to be getting better. But instead, we see a world that's falling apart becoming more desperate, losing hope, and we're not on a trajectory that we want to be on. Right. And so when we point out people in Scripture, God said it would be this way. God said that the world would be dark and evil because of sin, and that the only way out of that is through Christ. The only way out of that is through salvation in Him. And so even as we point people to prophecies about Christ, prophecies about Christ's first coming. What was his purpose for coming? And how Christ fulfilled every one of those prophecies so perfectly? We talk about prophecy of his birth, the location of his birth. We talk about the prophecies that he fulfilled when he was on the cross. It said that in the last 24 hours of his life, 
he fulfilled 33 prophecies. And the purpose of these prophecies was to show this is the one who I said would come. This is the one who I said would be your savior. These prophecies confirm Christ's identity. They confirm his message. And when we point people to what Christ did and that he accomplished what was prophesied of him hundreds of years before or even thousands of years before, that has to get people's attention and has to get them thinking, hmm, who is this Christ that Scripture speaks of and what is prophecy saying? When we can point to what's happening in the world today and how it's talked about in the Bible, what the Bible says about what's happening all around us now, yes, we can answer people's questions. They can say, what's going on? Well, Scripture said this would happen, and it's mind-boggling to think about the accuracy of God's prophetic track record that he's fulfilled prophecies 100% of the time. And that has to get people's attention. So yes, prophecy can be a very valuable evangelistic tool. And in fact, I know people personally who it was because of Bible prophecy, they became Christians. Right. That's, that's so wonderfully put. Well, Steve, some people assume that because so much of Bible prophecy talks about future events, that it's not practical for today. What would you say to them? I would say that prophecy is very practical. It's more practical than we can often think. Anytime we read prophecy in the Bible, there are three questions that we can ask ourselves to see how they apply to us in a practical sense. The first question is, what do I learn about God or Christ in this prophecy? What is this prophecy telling me about God's attributes or Christ's character? As I look at that, that helps me to get to know God better and to know Christ better. And that has a very real impact on my relationship with God or with Christ. And so that's one way is it's practical. The second way, the second question is, what wisdom can I gain from this prophecy? What is this prophecy saying that can help me, that can inform me to live widely? There are prophecies that remind us that time is short, that things will get worse. And those prophecies are meant to remind us that we need to make good use of our time. Another prophecy, another passage is Matthew chapter 24, where Christ lays out what's going to happen in the end time. And he lays out what's going to happen in the tribulation. And tucked away there in verse 6, he says, Do not be alarmed for these things must take place. And what's practical about that is Christ is saying, in a world of turmoil, you can have peace. You don't need to be alarmed. You don't need to be concerned because these things must take place and that's God's way of saying, I am in control, I'm taking care of it. So that's another sense in which as we read a prophecy, we gain wisdom. We gain the wisdom of having patience. We gain wisdom of knowing that we can have peace. And then the third question they ask is, does this prophecy include any life lessons? And so as we read prophecies, we ask ourselves, is there a life lesson here for me? Maybe the life lesson is learning to trust God more. Maybe the life lesson is exercising patience. Maybe the life lesson is, hey, I need to reach out to someone about Christ and share the message of salvation with them. Maybe the message is using our time well, using discernment, and valuing our time more and making it count and uh, building up our treasures in heaven instead of here on earth. So there are a lot of different practical applications we can come away with as we read prophecy. Our guest is Steve Miller, 
author of One Day Nearer, a book of daily devotions focusing on the return of Jesus Christ. I want to read a statement that really reflects the heart of the author Steve Miller. Quote, As Christians, we are children of a king whose kingdom is not yet here. The devotions in this book have been written with the hope that, with each day that goes by, our love for Christ and our eagerness for his return will magnify. As we grow in our knowledge of the Lord and his plans for our future, may our desires for the things of earth diminish and be replaced by increasingly fervent longings for the things of heaven. Close quotes. Now, friends, you can have your own copy of One Day Nearer by calling 1-800-652-1144. And I'm really excited about this book. I've looked at the many of the devotions. They are right on with Scripture, right on with the signs of the times, right on with biblical prophecy. It's an amazing book. One Day Nearer, Daily Devotions in Anticipation of Jesus' Glorious Return. Give us a call and ask for your own copy, one 800 652-1144. Now, Steve, what are some key themes that you present in your book? Well, going back to the quote that you excerpted from the book, one of the themes is Christ himself. He's the main focal point of prophecy. And something that struck me some years ago is someone once said, you can never love Christ too much. You can never love him enough. And one of the great ways to love Christ more and to get to know him better is through Bible prophecy. So that's one theme, getting to know Christ better so that we draw closer to him. Another theme is that we have an amazing God. He is faithful. He is sovereign. He takes care of us. He has planned our lives. He is involved in the smaller details of our lives more than we know. Another theme is that we have no reason to fear the future. Things look bad. We have wars going on in this world. We've seen hatred exhibited in ways that we cannot imagine in response to this war uh, on, uh, between Israel and Hamas in the Middle East. And we're seeing protests and riots and hatred on a level that we can't imagine. Right. So Bible prophecy reminds us that we have no reason to be fearful of this, that God takes care of these things. He knows the evil. He will judge them. He will bring justice. He will take care of Israel. And another thing to... Uh, Another major theme of Bible prophecy is that we are called to live wisely, to live with an eternal perspective. All of these are major themes that I've tried to include in the book. I know it's so easy today to get so wedded, married to this earth, as it were. You know, we we love beautiful things. Uh, We have our devices, our cell phones, our television, big plasma screens, and so on and so forth. And, And it's easy. To forget about eternity, but eternity is real, and I want to certainly encourage our listeners to read the Bible, and especially to read the prophetic passages in the Bible. Steve, we know that the world will get worse and worse as we approach the end times, yet you say we should look ahead to the end times not with fear, but with anticipation. Please explain that for us. The world is our temporary home. We're just pilgrims here. We don't really belong here. As Christians, we are citizens of heaven. And what's interesting is in Philippians 3.20, it says that we are citizens in heaven who await eagerly a savior from there. 
which means that our perspective should be to the future. We should be anticipating Christ. We should be looking forward to living in his kingdom. We should be looking forward to living in a kingdom that allows us to live as God originally designed us to. God will restore paradise. The world we live in is not the world that God designed for us to live in. It's a world that has fallen. It is a world filled with sin. It's a world that has strayed away from God's original design. And you can imagine how much God looks forward to us experiencing life as He intended it to be. And that's what's so exciting about the future. It's life as He intends for us to experience it, to know it. Again, this is just a temporary place. Before we know it, we'll be gone from here. and We'll be in eternity. And there is so much that we will enjoy in eternity that we may as well be getting prepared for now. For example, one of our main preoccupations in heaven will be worshiping God. And one of the things that Bible prophecy does is it helps us to worship God. As we look at Bible prophecy and we learn more about God, we gain a higher view of Him. And the higher our view of Him, the more we worship Him. And uh, worship will be our primary occupation in heaven. We want to be preparing for that. So those are just some of the things that help us in the midst of uh, living in a temporary world, help to remind us we're here to live for eternity, and we want to have uh, hearts and minds set on eternity. Amen to that. Well, Steve, in your book, you write that God is prophetically involved in every one of our lives. Now, how is that? How, how does that? How can we see that? How can we understand that? Well, Psalm 139.16 says that all of our days were planned before we were born. And in Ephesians 1, we're told that God planned those who he would save even before the world was created. So in those two passages, we know that we were already on God's mind even before the world was created. So it's amazing to think that even before planet Earth came about, And long before we ever came to life, God wrote in his master script our place in his plan for all time. And what that means is that God has a specific place for us, a specific purpose for us. He wants us to be in a certain place at a certain time for a certain reason. We can be definite about this because this is what scripture tells us. The fact that he has planned our days He is intimately involved in every detail. He cares about us. Now, we might look at our lives and we might say, well, I'm not quite sure what my purpose is. I'm not quite sure what my place is. And that's okay. We might not have a clear view of that. We might not have a clear view of that until we get to heaven. But what we can be certain about is that because God is sovereign, because our days were written out, He is working through us. His purposes are being accomplished through us. And what's key is that we be a vessel that allows him to work through us as he desires. Amen. Beautifully said. So, as a wrap-up question, uh, what are you hoping readers will gain from this book? How will the book impact their lives? I would say my primary hope for this book would be that it would help people to have a greater love for God, a greater love for Christ, a greater love for his word. All of those things come out of Bible prophecy. Bible prophecy helps us to get a glimpse of God's mind and God's heart, a glimpse of Christ's heart for us, his love for us. So my hope would be that we'd have a higher view of God and Christ and his word, all three of those, that we would have a greater appreciation for what Christ has done for us, that it's no small thing, this gift of salvation, this gift of eternal life, this gift of heaven. 
and that it would fill us with hope for the future, that we have no reason to be fearful, and that it would help us to live with an eternal perspective, knowing that we're pilgrims, but that we have an eternal home waiting for us, that it's just going to be an incredible place to live, because we'll be with God and with Christ, we'll be in their presence. Well, Steve, it's been a real delight to uh, have you on the program. God bless you. Thank you so much for the book, One Day Nearer, and for these two shows. God bless, brother. I know you are continuing to work hard and uh, to serve the Lord. Praise the Lord for your work. Well, and thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to be able to share with your listeners. You have wonderful people who follow your ministry, and so it's just a privilege and a blessing to be able to share with you. In his book, One Day Nearer, Steve Miller shares an invitation to let the great truths and promises found in Bible prophecy encourage you. As you read the 365 daily devotions within, you'll see God's love, power, and wisdom on display in all that He has done and will do at Christ's first and second comings. You'll learn what it means to live wisely in these last days and set your mind on things that are above and you'll discover the many ways God is committed to sustaining you today and will bless you in the future. The more we take God's prophetic promises to heart, the more we live each day with an eternal perspective, one that enables us to persevere through life's challenges, live in anticipation of Christ's return, and rejoice in the wonders of heaven and eternity. Order One Day Nearer today when you call one 800 652 1144. That's 1 800 652 1144. You can also order on our website, swrc.com. Are the 10 tribes of Israel lost? Josh Davis examines this question on today's Moment of Prophecy. Are the 10 tribes of Israel lost? After King Solomon died, Israel's 12 tribes split into two different groups. You had the 10 tribes referred to as the Northern Kingdom, or Israel, and then the two tribes referred to as the Southern Kingdom, or Judah. And it was during the 8th century BC that the Assyrian army conquered the Northern Kingdom of Israel and deported some of the Israelites back to Assyria. Now, some argue that the ten tribes of Israel migrated into northern Europe and became the ancestors of Great Britain and America by extension. And based on this, they argue that the prophetic scriptures given to the ten tribes of Israel find their fulfillment in Great Britain and America. They argue the Jewish people today are the remnant of the southern kingdom of Judah only. And this view is commonly called British Israelism. The United Church of God holds to this view, for example. And on their website, they have an article titled, quote, The United States and Great Britain will fall with the state of Israel, end quote. And they argue, quote, the name Ephraim is sometimes used representatively in Scripture for the entire northern kingdom, though it can also refer solely to the descendants of Joseph's son of that name prophesied to become a multitude of nations in Genesis 48:19. Remarkably, this promise to Ephraim was fulfilled in the British Empire and Commonwealth, end quote. They go on to claim, quote, Ephraim's older brother Manasseh was also prophesied to become a great nation in the same verse, separating himself from the multitude of nations. This prophecy would be fulfilled 
in the formation, growth, and dominance of the United States of America, end quote. So they interpret all the promises to Israel as being fulfilled in Great Britain and in the United States of America. Friends, this is replacement theology at work. They believe Great Britain and America have replaced Israel in God's prophetic plan and in Scripture. There is no archaeological proof that this ever happened. Further, this view reveals a deep misunderstanding of Scripture and basic interpretive skills. Anyone who holds this view must read their theology back into the Scripture to support this kind of view. This interpretive error is called eisegesis. It's an error we must avoid at all costs when understanding what Scripture really says. Well, what does Scripture actually teach? What does the Bible say actually happened in these events? Well, the Bible tells us how the Assyrians conquered the northern kingdom of Israel and deported some of them back into Assyria. That's a historical fact. But what happened to them after that? Did they go missing? Did we lose 10 tribes? Is there a Bible prophecy that promises a remnant will survive that Assyrian conquest? Isaiah 36 verse 1 reveals that King Sennacherib attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and took them. This undefeated army now surrounds Jerusalem and they're taunting the Israelites. They're mocking their trust in their God. Will they conquer God's remnant from all 12 tribes? Will the promises of God end at the hands of the mightiest military in the world? Will Bible prophecy of a Messiah coming through Israel be destroyed? Isaiah chapter 37 holds the answer. Hezekiah came before the Lord in prayer and he poured out his heart to God and God sent a direct answer through the prophet Isaiah that Assyria would not even shoot an arrow into Jerusalem. That night, the angel of the Lord entered into the camp of the Assyrians and killed 185,000 of their military. The Assyrians returned home in Sennacherib, the most powerful man in the world, or at least he thought he was. He was killed by his sons as he was worshiping his God in Nineveh. God preserved his remnant. God delivered them out of the hand of the enemy in a miraculous way. There is no such thing as the ten lost tribes of Israel. The biblical and historical proof puts an end to the idea that Great Britain and America replace the ten tribes of Israel. The absolute certainty of Christ's return is proclaimed all through the Bible. God has given us many prophecies about this wonderful event to fill us with hope. In a world that is descending deeper into evil and darkness, Bible prophecy is God's way of assuring us that, ultimately, goodness and righteousness will prevail. Enjoy daily devotions in anticipation of Jesus' glorious return in Steve Miller's book, One Day Nearer. Order One Day Nearer when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order One Day Nearer at our website, swrc.com. And remember, when you order a book or DVD, any resource from SWRC, you are supporting the work and outreach of Watchmen on the Wall. Thank you. Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. Head into the weekend, my friends, with the encouragement that God is still on the throne and prayer 
changes things. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Please visit our website, swrc.org.